0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. You are locked into Locked On Badgers on a Tuesday where we get to put the Monday Blues behind us and we get to move on to Michigan week. Sort of, kind of, not really, because we're not actually talking Michigan on today's episode with me, Asher Lowe, and of course, joined by Ben Kenny as always. We're talking Wisconsin season outlook as a whole. That should be, well... Interesting. I don't know if fun's the right word at this point, as the Badgers sit at one and two. We're talking basketball. Thank God I get to actually talk some basketball. And it involves Wisconsin and Gonzaga. So I'm literally already just beaming with excitement over here as we record this on Zoom, Ben. And of course, we're going to talk Paul Christ, his press conference. And you're going to live react to some of his press conference quotes. It's always a fun game. And I know you already have some sound bites on the dock. Uh, that you use on the radio board. Maybe you'll get a couple new ones out of this press conference. I'll I'll read you the quotes. Maybe you'll find some new sound bites in them, Ben. I would say I'm excited, but I'm not. This week is terrible. Well, with that note, let's make sure everyone knows they can find us during this terrible week on Apple, Spotify, wherever you eat your podcast. Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button. Apple, make sure you subscribe. Find us at Locked on Badgers on Twitter at ALW underscore 33 and at Ben Z Kenny on Twitter for all the info. When we're dropping episodes, what we're talking about, what we're doing over here at locked on Badgers, Ben, we're starting with Wisconsin season outlook as a whole. And it's a very different conversation than we were having when this team was and O. it's honestly a very different conversation than we were having when this team was one and one because there was a lot of that stuff in week one where you could have looked past that loss. Like, if Wisconsin had come out and won that Notre Dame game, I pretty much would have erased that loss from my memory because, listen, like we've talked about, they hand the ball off twice, they win the game. Like, that game was beyond winnable. And not that the Notre Dame game wasn't beyond winnable, (laughs) because it kind of was, but you just felt a different level of despair after the Notre Dame loss versus the Penn State loss.
0: A different level of hopelessness, I would say, or just, like, total weakness as a fan. I mean, I guess I have to start this all off by by issuing an apology. I picked Wisconsin to win the Big Ten entering the season. That clearly, it still could happen. It clearly looks like a long shot and a lot significant is going to need to change in order for that to happen. So I'm sorry. I'll just get that apology out of the way before I
1: say how much my season outlook has changed after three weeks. As is the nature of predictions, especially in a sport as... Strange as college football can be. And listen, I mean, all sports, honestly, can be very strange year to year. But as is the nature of predictions, Ben, there's a lot that you got right and a lot that I got right and a lot that I got wrong, a lot that you got wrong before the year. And I think probably our biggest misses both center around the Big Ten Championship. And I was predicting Ohio State to win every award, Ohio State to run away with the conference again. You were predicting Wisconsin to come out of nowhere and win. Uh, All of a sudden, both of those look Rather suspicious. Well, my
0: thought process made so much sense, and I was right about the Ohio State side of it. I was just grossly wrong about Wisconsin's
1: quarterback. I was very right about Penn State, and I was very right about Indiana. So at least I can take that and take it to the bank. And I was very right about Maryland, and I was always right about Nebraska because it's so easy to be right about Nebraska. You just say they're going to be bad. It's not hard. They've looked a little impressive. They're two and two. Two and three. Oh, my bad. You count the Fordham loss? You have that as a lot. No, I'm kidding. Uh, they lost to Fordham, right? They were down 7 0. The game ended then, I think. They're 2 and 3. They've played five games. No, they have. Yeah. And they lost to Michigan State. And that was a the game they should have won. But I digress. Back to Wisconsin. We do have to talk about it. We got to talk about the season outlook. Beyond the obvious, what are some things that have surprised you about the way this team has failed? Like beyond the obvious stuff.
0: Well, I mentioned it for a second yesterday. Graham Mertz is the obvious. It's first and foremost. It's why this team has lost both of their games, both of the two losses. Excuse me. What has surprised me is the fact, and and I mentioned this for a second again, but it's the fact that this team just can't find a cohesive group on the line. Mm. It's the fact that Joe Rudolph is bringing in new groups of five for critical fourth-and-one situations, for different scenarios in the game. On the third drive, you see a new left guard and a new center. Then a new left tackle will come in when they need to run. And, And the group has been bad. I don't want to sugarcoat the fact that, yeah, Graham Mertz isn't helping him at all, and the pass protection, some of that lies in the quarterback. But you go into short yardage, I mean, this isn't the Wisconsin offensive line we're used to. And that's been the most surprising because we still had a little bit of question about Mertz. Obviously, it wasn't a sure thing, and it hasn't turned out to be true that he would come and light the world on fire or come back to some form of good play. But the fact this offensive line has been a weakness of the team, that's been surprising.
1: Ben, I'll give you one thing I'm really surprised about so far, and it's minor. It wouldn't have changed, I don't think, the outcome of either game. I don't think it would have changed a ton this season, but it still doesn't make sense to me. Jalen Berger's touched the ball sixteen times, Ben, and I know he didn't play in Week One because of well, a sideshow going on, mm. PC. So really, he's touched the ball sixteen times in two games, but almost all of it comes against Eastern Michigan, a game that Wisconsin would have won with you or me touching the ball. Uh, so you touched the ball once against Notre Dame on the ground. He had one catch. Ben, both of those plays went for eight yards. How does an eight yard play sound for this Wisconsin offense right now? Boy, that sounds like money. That sounds like a jackpot right now based on where this offense is. He's been really good every time he's touched the ball and he's barely touched the football and I just still don't get it. And I don't know if he's gonna be around much longer. I really don't like, do you think he's going to put up with this level of touches when he could go anywhere else and be the number one?
0: Yeah, uh, that's another wrinkle. I mean, Chez Malusi didn't even look that good against Notre Dame. Berger might've looked better than him. The more surprising part about this than what you mentioned in terms of him not playing is the fact that against Notre Dame, he had a number other than 15 of carries.
1: Yeah. Take away the five. It was a one. Yeah. And I don't think you were expecting that. I don't think I was expecting that coming into the game. And yeah, Wisconsin had to abandon the run a little bit in that fourth quarter, obviously going down 17, 13 and then 24. And then, well, you know, it, it went downhill from there. Shall we, shall we put it that way? Uh, but yeah, I'm surprised Jalen Burgers barely touched the football. As far as expectations, where can we be right now?
0: So I think we both picked this team to go 10 and 2 in the regular season, correct? Yeah. I have now dropped down to 8 and 4. There were four games entering the season that I was not confident in Wisconsin winning. However, I thought they would have an edge. That is the Penn State game, which is obviously passed, the Notre Dame game on Saturday the upcoming Michigan game this weekend and Iowa. Those were the four real tests they had. And now I don't see anything in this team that makes me confident that they can beat either Michigan or Iowa. Like this team just can't beat good teams because they don't have the quarterback play and they don't have the offense to do it. They'll still out physical. I I don't think they'll have trouble with army. They'll still out physical Northwestern who's down this year. They'll find a way to beat Purdue They'll destroy Minnesota in the last game of the season to make us feel better. But I have no confidence this team can beat Michigan this weekend or beat Iowa. So that drops them down to eight and four.
1: I have a lot less confidence than I did coming into the year with two games on this schedule, Ben, that I wouldn't even have thought about coming into the year as issues. But all of a sudden, at Purdue and at Rutgers are no gimmies.
0: Rutgers Rutgers is the one I want to talk about. Their
1: offense, Rutgers' offense, is wildly imaginative. It doesn't always work. They do some weird things. Uh, Against Michigan, they had a fourth and one bend where the play they ran was a let's all act like we're confused. I don't know if you saw this play. Did you see it? It didn't work, by the way, but it was still freaking awesome. (laughs) Essentially, what happened was the quarterback and running back just started staring over at Chiano, like waving their hands, like what's going on, what's going on? And all of a sudden, the running back, I think, was the running back, not the quarterback, runs into the wildcat, takes the snap and tries to pick up a yard out of nowhere. And it didn't work, but it was pretty cute and it was fun. And it was more imaginative than anything I've seen Wisconsin do on offense all year long. And, and Hey, it worked in that second half because Rutgers offense uh, the creativity worked and they really pounded Michigan. They, they took it to Michigan on both ends of the football, but especially on offense and almost came back and won that game. And how about Aaron Crookshank playing? Well, very well, very well. And also a return threat a guy that I don't want to go up against, a guy that I don't want to kick the ball to, especially with what we've seen, Ben, on Wisconsin special teams.
0: Yes, 100%. So, I mean, I wrote it down before we started recording. They're 1-2 and right now. I see them losing to Michigan, losing to Iowa. That's four losses. And I wrote down, look out for Rutgers. Look out
1: for Rutgers. Nebraska
0: is a get right game for Wisconsin's run offense. Cause we know no matter how good the Badgers are, they'll run all over Nebraska. I, I don't think the Badgers will have that much trouble beating them, but the Rutgers game is one I've now circled after seeing Rutgers play and Wisconsin play as one that I didn't think would be a very close contest. Now I'm a little more concerned about it, but I think eight and four is a safe bet. And that's second place, maybe third place in the big, uh, probably second, second place in the big 10 West. And, not the outcome that anybody expected entering the year.
1: No. And it's interesting because you think about Wisconsin, you think about the matchups they have coming up because it is all matchup dependent. And there are games on this schedule, Ben, that are auto wins, no matter how bad this team looks, even against Michigan. Like they're not losing in Illinois this year. It's not happening. No, not happening. Well, You would hope. No, not happening. They're not losing to Nebraska at home. It's just not going to happen. And it's because of the style they play, right? Like they're going to run over both of those teams And there's nothing they can really do about it. And when they play a team that can do something about it and you can't just run over them, where do they go? And that's the question. That's going to be the question against Iowa. That's going to be the question against Michigan. Uh, And when you play an offense like Michigan, it's really good on the ground. Can that run defense hold up for Wisconsin? I think the answer is probably yes, but I have bigger questions about that offense and the running on offense. And can the badgers run the football effectively in those kinds of games? But, uh, you know Northwestern's going to be closer than it should be, but they're not going to lose the game. And at Minnesota, I think that Wisconsin this year matches up really well with Minnesota. That's a really weak defense that Wisconsin can once again run over. And it's an offense that really relies on Tanner Morgan being special and they have no Mo Ibrahim. So I, I just don't really think they present a ton of a challenge either for this Wisconsin team. So you really are left with like three or four games, Ben. And so as crazy as it sounds, I want to go for a second. There are a lot of auto wins left. I'm not going to make a proclamation here. There are a lot of auto wins left, even for this team with how bad they've looked. They're going to beat Illinois. They're going to beat Army. They're going to beat Northwestern. They're going to beat Nebraska and Minnesota. That leaves us with four games. Michigan, Purdue on the road, Iowa, and Rutgers on the road. All four I'm worried about at this point. All four. But Ben, you're telling me they can't go 4-0 in those. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have to ask. You're They're telling capable. Me they can't? <laughs> You're telling me they can't. I mean, they can. They can. Iowa played a half of even football with Kent State. I'm going to add a disclaimer. Almost lost the Rutgers After being up 17.
0: You have to add a disclaimer to this. They will go one and three or zero and four in those games. If Graham Mertz continues to look like he looks right now.
1: You're absolutely they-
0: correct. They could win all four if Graham Mertz tomorrow starts playing quarterback. And he doesn't need to be that much better. That's what's yeah. crazy. He does need to be that much better than where he's at now. Okay. The he Notre he Dame doesn't game have yes. to be that good.
1: The Notre Dame game, yes. I guess he does have to be a lot better than that. Anybody has to be a lot better than that. But he doesn't have to be that good. You're right. To beat any of those four teams, does he have to play a great game? No. 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 And you know, Ohio State, does he have to play a great game? Absolutely. Well, Penn State probably. but Oh, wow. Uh Anyway, well, we already saw that happen. And, yeah, he didn't play a good game. Wisconsin lost the game, still had a chance to win it. But that's a home game. Anyway, point has been, with all the negativity, it's not as over as you might think it is. And I guess I kind of hate myself for saying that because now I'm getting fans' hopes up or not. Or maybe you're just all cynical and mad. And that's okay, too. And that's totally fair. But – there's not that many losable games left. That's all I'm
0: saying. Here's a here's a spin zone for you. Me getting negative and calling for eight and four now with two losses to Michigan and Iowa. And it could just come back to bite me in the ass saying that they're going to destroy army. I, I don't think army gains more than two first downs in that game. Like okay. the, the, there's no the way over on that. I will take the over on that. <laughs> there's no way they're able to move forward, but that's neither here nor there. Spin zone is me going negative. What happens when you enter a Wisconsin football season with a little bit of doubt and some negativity? They end up overperforming. They end up exceeding expectations. What happens, Asher, when we enter with expectations as high as ever? That is 2018, 2020, and this year. They yeah, have, for the most part, fallen on flat on their face. So me's me being negative at this point in the season could then
1: mean they're just gonna start winning. People forget that in 2017, that team was no lock to go to the Big Ten Championship game. People, I think, also tend to forget that in 2018, they were the preseason number four. How did that happen? They lost to BYU.
0: Yeah, that was on my birthday. That was was tough. No, 2017. 2017, they did enter the season number ninth in the country. I don't think people had the same expectation level, though, at all. That's true. 2019, they were 20th. They end up finishing number six. Number That's 11, example. excuse me. 2019
1: is actually a better example because all of a sudden, uh, the polls readjusted themselves after a letdown year, right? And then they just kind of overadjusted themselves, if you will, and put Wisconsin lower than they should have been. So, Wisconsin's unranked right now, which is perfect. We want that, right? I love it. We want that.
0: I love it just for my mental well-being. I, I'm entering this weekend, Asher, with expectations as low as the floor. And Same anything great feeling any pass Graham Mertz completes. That is more than four yards down the field with more than two yards of separation will make me feel better than I feel right now.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by prize picks. <laughs> if you are feeling good, like Ben is you can always play some prize picks a leader in college sports daily fantasy and maybe take some college football props, Ben. I don't know. Wisconsin's offense. You can take some props on them. If you really want to Graham Mertz That's- turnovers, Let's get crazy. Why not? No, Grahamurd's completions. I'm going. I'm going. Grahamurd's total passing yards this week, baby. It's a bounce back week. Everybody that deposits and uses the promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 at Prize Pick. So, how does this thing work? It's an amazing system. You pick two to five players, and instead of playing against another daily fantasy player out there in the world, you're playing against the computer. You're playing against an over under projection on that player. Is this player going to go over? Is this player going to go under? You can even combine different sports, combine different players, parlay these entries. Use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize is safe. You can get fast withdrawals of your money. Use promo code locked on for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Locked on, instant deposit match up to $100 at prizepicks.com or on the app, on App Store or Google Play. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com, the place to find any car part you could need. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it is basically impossible for your local chain auto parts, or auto parts store, excuse me, to stock every single part you could possibly need. Why would you go to pointless stores, waste your time asking a bunch of questions, trying to find the specific part when you can find it all from the comfort of your home on your computer, saving time, but also saving money, saving 30, 50, even 100% off of parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over two or 20 years. Excuse me. The prices are reliably low for every single customer. Everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, rockauto.com has it all. Make sure in the, how did you hear about us box at checkout? You write locked on. So they know we sent you. How did you hear about us box at checkout? Locked on. So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. No jingles until we win games. Back to Wisconsin football, and let's talk Paul Christ. Ben, you have not seen these quotes that I'm about to read off. Here's how we're going to do this. Paul Christ had his press conference on Monday. I have a bunch of quotes from that press conference in front of me. They're always entertaining, not because they say a lot, because they say, well, nothing. And it's always kind of funny, especially when Wisconsin loses games. So I'm going to read you what the question was, read you interesting questions, well, interesting is an interesting word to use there. Parts of Paul Christ's answers, and I want you to react to them. You ready to go?
0: Yeah, Asher, I actually got a message yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, asking me what I thought of Paul Chris press conferences. It was a DM on Twitter, pretty much saying, like, hey, like, like I love Coach Chris, but am I the this guy asked, Am I the only one that just cannot understand a single thing he says in a press conference? And just wait until you try to write down these sentences and create them into full paragraphs because man, like, it just doesn't exist. You ready? Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, here we go. So Paul Chris presser on Monday, talked about a couple of topics, Ben, one of which of course was Michigan moving on to Michigan, talking about their offense. Graham Mertz. Are you surprised was brought up quite a bit. And in general, the Badger lost Notre Dame as well as interesting thing you were talking about in first segment there offensive line rotations and rotating guys in and out. So I'll start with that, the offensive line and rotating pieces. So this is that was the question. It's about rotating pieces on the line.
0: Where the hell is Joe Rudolph? I want to ask him that.
1: Different availability, different availability. You know how media works. Come on. You'll you'll never be there. I think there's been times where there has been enough to say that's good. And let's build on that. And then there are (laughs) moments when you're off and we can be better and close the gap on some things. As far as playing different guys, the first thing is you have to earn the right to play. Nobody is going on the field without earning the right to play. I'm, I'm just going to stop there.
0: Well, first of all, some of those guys have earned the right to not play. Wow. Second, I mean, whatever. I, there's no point in even asking him. The only reason you ask him these questions is because you then can write an article that just like You need to put a quote in from the coach before you just totally, you know, disparage offensive line rotations, but uh, you know, that's what you're going to get. It's a joke.
1: I love this segment. You ready to talk? Graham Mertz need to find his rhythm. (laughs) Every quarterback that I've been around when they're playing well, they're playing in rhythm. When you have good rhythm, good timing, good footwork, when you have good eyes, You're going to perform better when one of those is off slightly for a number of different reasons, then that you have to work through. It's not just one of those things. We all know that he is one part of it, not the only part of it. Everybody's got to do their part.
0: You took out all the, you knows.
1: Yeah, I can't, I can't have all the, you knows in there.
0: I mean, that's Paul, Chris saying that sentence while thinking in his brain, Graham Mertz is totally screwing me. Now everyone thinks I'm a dumbass when I try to call offense, even though my quarterback can't complete a three-yard out.
1: I, speaking of three-yard outs, you had a, quite the post of a three-yard out on Twitter yesterday.
0: Yeah. That was one of, There were a couple instances when you were watching the game live where you're just like, what the hell is Mertz doing? And I went back and rewatched the game, and I posted two of them, which were pretty big spots. And, man, it, it looks a lot worse. At Benzie Kenny on Twitter.
1: Guys, that's the dedication you get from the Locked On Badgers podcast. Ben went and watched that game again. That, that's what you're listening to right here, guys. We're, we're that wasn't to as podcast. tough as
0: rewatching the Penn State game.
1: Interesting. That's surprising, actually. What has Paul Crisp been telling Mertz during this time of struggle for him? What is he, what's the message? Ready for this one? Save my job. It's what can we do? Hope's not a method. What can we do to make progress? I don't know what that means, first of all. I think that you also have to tie everyone in with it. That's what it is. That's what is awesome about this game, is that it is a team sport. It takes a lot of people. It takes everyone. I understand and appreciate that's going to go with certain spots. And quarterback is certainly one of those. You've got to put your focus and energy on things that you can work on. That was a goal.
0: Did anybody tell a coach that he's actually the quarterback's coach too? You want to talk about what you can work on? How about you develop this guy?
1: How about you make him into a good quarterback? Ben, is Paul Christ confident that the team turns it around? (laughs) Quote, I am confident in that. And why do I say that? Question mark. I base it on who we have in the room. I like this team and I like their intentions. We've got enough talent to be a good team. Right now, as a team, we're doing things that make it harder to win. I still have a lot of confidence and belief. I don't really know what to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I knew I would hear,
0: but oh, man. That
1: that, That segment went better than I ever thought it could. That was gold.
0: I would rather have Mike Leach at the podium talking about who would win in a mascot battle royale in the Big Ten than hear Paul Chris try to answer the simplest question. When Wisconsin's losing, that is. When Wisconsin's winning. He's a heck of a football coach, but he's not made for press conferences, guys. Well, he doesn't like it. And then after they lose and then you go to listen to it, it's like I want to gouge my ears out.
1: It's tough. It's tough. I'm not going to lie. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the place to go for all your Wisconsin-Michigan betting odds, for all your pro and college football betting odds this season. With a new updated site and interface, more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag is the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, with your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON to double your initial deposit. Promo code LOCKEDON to double your initial deposit at betonline.ag. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kabotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com. Finishing up with a little basketball. Wow, I get to talk basketball today. That's, that's awesome. That's beautiful, really. Ben, anytime Wisconsin and Gonzaga are involved in the same sentence, I get excited. I don't care what it's about. Well, basketball related, that is, but I don't care what it's about. If it's basketball related and it's Wisconsin and Gonzaga, always funny to me. Always interesting story, because if you follow me on Twitter, you know, well, I like the WCC a lot. I always root for Gonzaga when tournament time comes around, all that good stuff. So Wisconsin basketball, and it's been noted over the last couple of years, has had some recruiting issues. They've lost out on a couple guys. Huh. We're not going to go deep into it, but they've Tyler Hero got people. the
0: bag from Kentucky.
1: That one I wouldn't put as much on Wisconsin uh, as other ones, but there have been misses for Wisconsin, no doubt about it. There's been some, you know, poorer classes than I think people would want. Not in terms of the necessarily the players they have, but also been the depth they get in terms of how many guys are you signing, how many guys are you getting. Uh, this last class is actually pretty good, and and is someone something that Wisconsin fans should be a lot, a lot, a lot to like. There, really excited about. I think heading in to this season with the Freshman class coming in, led of course by Chucky e. Hepburn, Matthew Morris. It's a really good class coming in, but Wisconsin Ben has yet to really solidify guys in the class of 2022. And their number one target was Braden Huff, who was supposed to be on campus next month. To give you an idea of how serious Wisconsin was, he had a he had a visit lined up to the Badgers Ben in October. Okay. I,
0: Then he watched Graham Mertz play quarterback for three weeks and he was like, you know what? Screw
1: it. (laughs) Up is a power forward out of Illinois, Glenbard West high school, six foot nine, really, really solid player, overall talent, four-star guy. Like I said, 91 overall at 24 seven sports, number two player in the state of Illinois. So after Wisconsin goes hard after him recruited by, by the way, according to 24 seven sports, Ben, two names on here and one name on here. Wait, let me guess. Listed as his primary recruiter. Let me guess. Anyway. Let me guess. Let me guess. Alando. It's the primary. Who is it? Alando Tucker. You're correct. Ah. You're correct. Alondo Tucker. Well, regard. listed. No Alando. They were working together. Well, I. That's a <laughs> no. Alondo, no. Braden Huff. Braden Huff is headed to Gonzaga. How much did Gonzaga actually go after him? Honestly, Ben, I have no idea. In fact, I barely knew Gonzaga was on the table. You want to know when they offered him? Yesterday. Last month. He visited three days ago. He had a visit lined up on October 29th to Wisconsin. I mean, it could still happen. He hasn't signed yet. But not looking very good. Braden Huff going to Gonzaga. And you know what, Ben? The last thing I want to say about this, besides just giving you the info and then Alana Tucker recruited him. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting story there. But I saw on Twitter a couple of people on Badger Twitter saying, well, of course he goes to Gonzaga if they offer. There's such a power. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know where this program was seven years ago and where Wisconsin was seven years ago. Are you kidding me? That, that's where we're at right now. And they're not wrong. That's the thing. The people on Twitter aren't wrong. Gonzaga is a different level of program right now. A different level of name means something different right now than Wisconsin basketball does. But don't act like that's not changeable. And don't act like it's always been that way because it has not been that way until literally the last few years, Ben. And that is one program shooting at a meteoric rise up and the other one trending down over the last few years.
0: And one of them has
1: marked few as head coach. Well, that's uh, he's been in a little trouble himself this off season, but that is true. Hopefully he'll be on the sidelines and be sober on the sidelines come this season. But I don't want people thinking that, Oh, of course he chose Gonzaga, right? Like the powerhouse program. Listen, I love when you call Gonzaga a power. I love when you give the Zagas credit. I'm all for it. But Ben, have you been to Spokane, Washington? No, you've Believe been to Madison, Wisconsin though. I have even without being to Spokane, Washington, Ben, I, I, you can guess which one is a different level. Yeah. I promise. Okay. I, I, I haven't really know. thought about it like that, but if you flash flashback seven years, what was the team going to the final four back-to-back years? <laughs>
0: it was, it was Wisconsin, but uh, then the I asked you to the this.
1: Back-to-back years now.
0: Well, then I ask you this. What is the team in Gonzaga that lost every time they went to the final four ever?
1: We're not going to go with that right now. We're not okay. going there right now. Uh, Chet Holmgren. Hunter Salas. It's going to be a heck of a team. As always, on Wisconsin, we will see you on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.